yeah, 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 how is your Thursday? Pucka papa. Hey, good boy. Wanna say hi? Come on up. Come on up here. Yes. Ooh, stretch. Who's that? Are you a good poppy? Are you a good poppy? Yeah. Okay. The, uh, he's got some like weird lip infection. He's got to go to the vet for. I thought he was just from playing, maybe just playing, but it looks a little weird. Hey, good boy. Doesn't seem to bother him, though. <clears throat> I'm going to try. I'm going to start by just putting some triple antibiotic today. See if, he, if he'll leave it alone. Bork, bork, nom, nom is here. Interesting day in the news. We've got, uh, you know, Brie Larson quitting Captain Marvel. Pornhub. Which story do you think I should lead with on my YouTube channel? The Pornhub one or the Brie Larson one? I feel like Brie Larson might be bigger. <clears throat> it's tough to say. I, he's going to get antibiotics. He can't get in. The vet can't get him in until freaking Wednesday. <clears throat> yeah, Bree, probably, huh? From sniffing butt? Nah. He doesn't really sniff butts. All right, Bree will lead. Ain't nobody got time for that. Let's talk about lots of stuff, okay? By the way, today's stream has a sponsor. Shout out to, uh, the link is in the description. It's tackrightquartering.com, T-A-C-R-I-G-H-T, quartering.com. On their suite, RFID blocker boxes. You know, thieves can steal your car straight from your driveway without touching your keys. Solution is keeping your car safe in your driveway from thieves. Thieves can intercept keyless entry and start option and the start option of your car using a new device. We've seen that device out there. It can activate the frequency from your house and start your car. This makes card stealing a lot easier for thieves. Now there's a tack right RFID blocking key holding box. All you have to do is throw your keys in this box once you get home, and it can no longer be intercepted by any kind of outside transmitter. I uh, definitely want all my subscribers to stay protected, so go ahead and grab yours today at tackrightquartering.com. So, let's start with Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan um, now calling off the third speaker vote simply because he just did not did not have enough votes. He will now throw back he will now back Patrick McHenry to take the gavel temporarily. Top Republican Representative Jim Jordan has now called off a third speaker vote after a crushing defeat on Wednesday. 
and with signs that he was going to lose support from his GOP colleagues, the conservative who shed votes in his first two bids will now back Kevin McCarthy, uh, ally Patrick McHenry, the gal- for the gavel to hold a temporary bid to end the stalemate that has paralyzed Congress for 15 days. McHenry would act as a caretaker until the warring House Republicans can find a solution to fix the chaos that has engulfed the party since McCarthy was ousted two weeks ago. Yeah, Rhino's, you know, he just didn't have enough votes. You know, as long as they stay more paralyzed, though, as long as they're not working, they're not spending our money as much. So I'm actually fine with it. I'm 100% fine with it. Jordan will remain a GOP candidate for speaker and is buying himself more time to get skeptical colleagues on his side. Well, he's never going to do that. Jim Jordan, he's he's a, you know, he's an America first guy, isn't he? For the most part. And uh, that's never going to fly with the rhinos, the uniparty, stuff like that. I think, um, you know, but the move would allow McHenry to move legislation like spending bills. Yeah, exactly. Like spending bills and support for Israel. Got to get that American tax money out. Guys, didn't you know that ousting the former speaker, that's why they're doing this. They're they're, they're, uh, extremely angry that uh, he's rhino light. Yeah, I mean, he's not like, you know, like a Matt Gates guy, but the longer that the longer they're at the stalemate, the better for the American people. You know, I think the Republicans. I mean, it became really obvious in 2016 when you know we had, or no, it was 20, it was like 2018. We had the majority, right, um, with Trump in office. Republicans had the majority and they still couldn't get anything done. Like they have a Republican president, Republican majorities, and they still, then they're like, oh, well, we've, we've got the wheel. We don't know what, we don't know what, we don't know what we're supposed to do. We have control. Let's just start infighting. And, uh, we're going to have these never Trumpers and we're going to have all these morons to, to make sure that Republicans don't get anything done. You know, I think, uh, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, gas, let's get up to $10 a gallon. I mean, you don't want $10 a gallon gasoline. What are you, a, what are you, a, uh, an anti-Semite? Yeah, the rhinos are butthurt because McCarthy got ousted. Yeah, for sure. I think that, like, the one thing, the reason Democrats get stuff done is because they stick to the party line for the most part. And you had, when Trump was in office, you had that loser Paul Ryan and the other rhinos who, who, who were still, to- that's when the Uniparty became more obvious to like kind of more political normies like me, you know, like, um, it became more obvious. I'm like, okay, let's, okay. We got, you know, Republican in office. We've got, you know, there was a majority in by 2020, right? We had the Supreme court. We had all this stuff. And then they're like, meh, meh, never Trump. Meanwhile, the, the, 
Democrats elect someone who is, by all measures, a vegetable, um, and they're passing things left and right. You know, how many bazillions of dollars have we sent to Ukraine? You know, all the—they're pulling—they're passing all the crap they want to pass. Well, I think he's giving up because I, I wonder—is it possible that he's that Jim Jordan is giving up? Because I, I would suspect. You tell me if this is like, am I, am I, am I in the stadium? Am I in the parking lot? How close does this take? I'm sure he's getting an a ton of pressure to hurry up and send American tax dollars to Israel. And while there's no speaker, they can't do that. And so I suspect something may be said, hey, you know, mm, stop this fight here so we can get that money flowing uh, to Israel. And then we'll maybe endorse you down the line. You know, I, I think, I, I don't think that Jim Jordan is going to get the vote, votes. I think that they're going to, they're, they're telling him, hey, we got to get this money to Israel. And by the way, like, you know, a Biden's $100 billion in aid. $100 billion in aid. Would bolster Israel and Ukraine. Yeah, let's make sure we get the Israel and Ukraine border secure. Gotta do it. You're in the hospital parking lot. <laughs> yeah, maybe. There's uh, you know, I think that he is uh him standing on the ball. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this is about. Okay. I'm getting a little better. I'm getting up. I'm getting I'm getting a little more dialed in, you know. A hundred billion dollars. Uh, to Israel and Ukraine while steering funds to cities like New York contending with the migrant crisis. I like how they call it a migrant crisis. New York has to take like 150th of the migrants that Texas has to take in, and it's completely collapsing. Key Republican senators say a $100 billion spending package the Biden administration is preparing to send to lawmakers will include funds to bolster Israel and Ukraine while also steer money to cities like New York and Chicago that are feeling the effects of the immigration crisis. Are they sending any money to Texas, which has, you know, which is overrun by illegals? They've been trying to get, they've been trying to send more money to Ukraine for a while. And now that they can lump it in with Israel, it's going to be a slam dunk. That, that's what's going to happen. Now they're like, oh, well, now we can, uh, now we can, well, we got, I mean, what are you, anti-Semitic? You've got to give Israel up $50 billion. What are you, anti-Semitic? Well, no, maybe, this is how these conversations go. I've seen them online, right? Hey, I don't know if we should really be sending $50 billion to a country that can more than afford its own, um, its own, you know, chosen war, a war that they have chosen to start. And escalate. What are you, anti-Semitic? No, no, I'm just saying, you know, America, you know, groceries, there's a problem with inflation. No, 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 I don't support Hamas. No, no, I'm just saying that maybe we shouldn't send $50 billion over there when they could have... What? Oh, and then, you, and then you get debanked, and then you get canceled. 
There's there should be near universal opposition to sending any more money to Ukraine and any money whatsoever to Israel. Have they paid us back for the USS Liberty? Am I remembering that right? Maybe Ukraine can send some of their money. You know, it's it's so insane that like we're just sitting here. I I understand like Timmy's little civil war meant you know why he thinks that because it's like I'm just sitting here uh you know paying in in in, in like insane amounts of tax I pay so much in income tax that I'm literally looking at relocating to a completely different state and I'm sitting here in my office yes I'm extremely blessed to be able to talk in a webcam for a career. You know, and however long more long that lasts is a blessing too. But the thing is, I pay more in taxes. Like the amount of money I pay in taxes now is more than I ever made in an entire year for most of my life. So it's not like I'm just like I'm still completely grounded and plugged in to the percentages of taxes that people send in that people and they're just like hey well at least my taxes are fixing the roads well they're not doing that well at least my taxes are keeping our our country safe nope not doing that hey at least my taxes are uh you know helping the, the homeless nope not doing that oh are they um, at least my taxes are helping the hundred thousand americans that die every single year due to opioid overdoses and addictions Nope, not doing that. Not doing that. Where is it going? To uh, Joe, uh, Hunter Biden's uh, to keep whatever dirt they have on Hunter Biden out from coming out from Ukraine. And now we're sending to Israel who doesn't need it. The tax small business to death to limit them. Why do you think they can get endless student loans but not a small business loan? Yeah, that's true. I mean, if, if, I, if I shared how much I paid in just state taxes last year, it would blow your flipping minds. If I moved to, let me put it this way. If I moved to Tennessee, Florida, or Texas, or South Dakota, or Nevada, I would have a free house in like two years. Free. Free. I'm saying free. That is how much money I send to the government every year. And then don't forget, they double tax me because I'm a, I pay a corporate tax too, right? So I pay, Jeremy pays in, uh, state income tax and then my company also pays. It's, it's insane. The problem is now I'm 40 and I, I'm not really like... I don't really know how long this, you know, this internet ride's going to continue for me. But like if I was like 35 and the and the situation were the same, I would definitely move. I would definitely move. You should be an S corp. I am an S corp, but I still pay corporate tax. Since you do all the programming in your house, it should be a business expense and therefore free. <laughs> There's a lot wrong with that statement. 
first of all, uh, business expenses are not free. They only reduce the amount of taxable income that you have. Second of all, if, if, uh, I wanted to, let's say, write off the section of my house that I use for my studio, right? It would only be like a percentage of the overall house. Then what happens is if something ever happened to my business, let's say I got sued or something like that, then they can come after your house. This way, you know, so once you, once people get, when people get like all loosey-goosey with their write-offs, they forget that those become assets of the business. Um, and, uh, it's like, I could have a company car. I could make that case, but you know, then the company owns it. There are some people that have, you know, company cars because they legitimately need it. They're in transportation, this, that, and the other thing. Sure. But it's wave. It's very common to see people who have like an $80,000, uh, Lincoln continental that they have like a magnet sticker for their business on it. And they're like, it's a write-off. I'm like, mm, did you know that also increases the likelihood of you being audited by some like uh, 1300% or something like that? <clears throat> and by the way, getting audited is not something you want. I was audited in 2016, 2017. I did nothing wrong, okay? But it still cost me nearly $75,000. Because I had to pay an accountant to sit in a room with some bean counter for weeks on end and pull records and pull receipts and pull all that stuff. <clears throat> so anyway, now that I'm getting older and I'm thinking about retirement, I'm thinking like, <clears throat> I'm thinking, I think about my taxes a lot more which makes me look at a lot more of these decision. Yeah, the, the, I, I was somewhere around 75 grand by the time it was all said and done. And then I only had, I, I had, I did, I did have to pay in. They, they, through all of this, they like disallowed a few of my write-offs. I think probably just to justify the audit. Um, and then like, they get you for like back taxes and stuff. It was maybe like seven or $8,000 I had to pay into the government, but the rest was just paying for the accountant. And they tax your income, they tax your land, they tax your groceries, they tax your marriage. Then you die and they tax whatever inheritance you leave to your loved ones. That's true. So anyway, yeah, the, um, the, 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 in, the interesting thing is, uh, so write-offs, most people think, like, <clears throat> even my dad used to always say stuff like that. He'd be like, ah, you, got, you business people, just write it off. And I'm like, it's not, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> like, a write-off is, let's say you have $100,000 in income, gross income for a business, and you buy $10,000 in, $10, $10, in equipment. You, your, your business still pays that $10,000 for the equipment. It just means the government will then tax you on only 90000 instead of 100000 So you, you're, net, you're only netting out whatever your tax rate is times that amount. So if you're getting taxed at 10%, you're, 
you you pay, you know, you buy a $10,000 item, you might save $1,000 in tax. That's how write-offs really work. It's not free. That's why I don't do like crazy write-off stuff for my business. It's like my accountant's always like, you know, what you need more write-offs, you need more write-offs. It's because he doesn't understand the internet and he doesn't understand the modern era. Like, sure, I write off my microphone, I write off my computer, I write off my internet, I write off, um, I mean, I could, I could, like potentially I could write off my clothes, right? I'm on camera. I could, I could buy a bunch of hoodies and hats on my business card and say, hey, that's required. You know, that's my wardrobe. Um, this stuff behind me, this can all be write-offs. Why not? It's a part of my set. It's a part of production costs the same way it is in Hollywood. This, all st this is all stuff I'm cool writing off, you know, and I feel comfortable with it. You know, um, but I, you know, this concept that like, hey, your chair is getting worn during. Yeah, I mean, I write off my chair, of course. Yeah, but I still have to buy it. You know, still cost me the same amount of money. So that's why I'm looking at like, you know, in like five years, I would save in five years. If I moved just to put it in perspective, it'd be somewhere around half a million dollars. If somebody's told you, you could get $500,000 literally for free to relocate States, would you, you know, that's like the. That's the, that's the, you know, the decision. And it's like getting very real where it's like, frick, you know, but you know, I'd be leaving my family and like all this kind of stuff just for money. And it feels a little like, it feels less, if it, it feels less exciting to do it, but I'm saying I'm definitely seriously considering it. Like I've drawn up the map, I've drawn up, I've done the math, I've made, you know, what you really have to do, the brew that do, sign in to listen live today through my browser so I could leave a rant, usually listen after work. Hey, appreciate you, dude. Thank you for the support. So this is what a lot of people do. Um, they, you have to be there for six months and one day. So basically, you know, you have to, you, ha you can't just vacation there. It's six months and a day. You have to. You either have a house in both locations and you live between them, which I don't make enough money for that. You'd have to have, I'd have to have just one house. So I'd have to just move completely. And like, I have property here. I have dogs and cats and it's so complicated. If I was single, I'd already be in Florida. I would have been in Florida years ago. But you know, my wife's family's here. All that stuff starts to chip away at the money that you could save, you know, that you could save by, by making that move. All of that chips away at it. It's like, you know, it's, it's, I was trying to do the math and I was like, okay, so buying a house, buying a house. Okay. Let's say I was thinking about like, <clears throat> well, I would have to, that's a thing. So the first number I tried to do was I was like, well, what if I bought a house in Nashville or outside of Nashville? It's like a, not that long of a drive from Wisconsin. It's like six hours. 
you know, something ever happened. I had to be back here for my mom or family. It's not that big a deal. Hop in a car. Um, you know, and then it's like, okay, well now I need to buy property because I have, you know, two going on three German shepherds. I've got cats. I've got all this stuff. So like, I was thinking, oh, first I thought, why don't I just rent a condo in Florida down in Longboat Key, right next to Rumble headquarters, right? Stare out at the beautiful ocean for six months and one day out of the year. I don't know what a condo down there might might cost. Um, Jeremy, rent studio space to the quartering. I could do that, but again, then it then it becomes an asset. I, you know, I'm thinking about building another outbuilding. I've thought about this. I've thought about building another outbuilding and then making that the quarterings outbuilding. You know, that's like a cleaner write-off. But uh, I was thinking, okay, why don't I just rent a condo down in Longboat Key right by Rumble headquarters? And um, I don't know what that would cost per month, but like, a, what do you think a fully furnished condo costs per month? Probably get a decent one for, I don't know, four grand a month I'm thinking maybe but then it's like you know I'm talking like down there down like on the you know a nice place you know no no I'm talking like if I'm going down there I'm gonna be like on the beat yeah three to four thousand what I think yeah fully furnished right there okay so the problem is if you do that then you're just pissing that money away you're just you're on vacation for six months. If you buy, now you're actually paying for that asset. So you're just way better off buying. If you're gonna do it, you gotta buy. You know, if I, you know, I thought like, you know, I thought, well, could I just make it work? Like go down to Florida for a month at a time, then come back, so the pets could stay here, and then we'd have like a summer home that then like I would Airbnb out or rent to my mom or family, all that kind of stuff. But it's six months and a day. It's not like it's six weeks. So I have to be down there for a long time. My wife looks at it like the same way I do. Like, that's a lot of money that we're pissing away. But also, we, we genuinely just have to move. Because keeping our house here, I couldn't afford to have two houses. Get a side chick? Yeah, I could do that too. Yeah. Well, if I moved to Florida, it would not be like bought in anywhere near the anywhere. It would have to be like in Podunk, Florida, like where I live in Podunk, Wisconsin now. Then we get Hawaiian shirt and flip flop, Jeremy. Yeah, you probably would. I'd have like super tan, leathery skin. I couldn't do Vegas because I have an addictive personality and any money I would save by moving there would just take all, you know, would. I would just piss it away. Anyway, so Jim Jordan. So it's something I thought about, but I don't know. I don't know. 8% interest is coming. That's true. Auditors that don't find, quote, something are not employed very long. Yes, correct. The stuff that they, dis they, they disavowed were, like, obviously okay. They were, like, travel expenses, but they were, like, Oh, but you don't have the receipt. I'm like, yeah, but I have the credit card statement. And they're like, oh, yeah, but, well, we don't really know why you, 
why you flew to Houston where your your biggest client is. This is back, you know, when I sell my marketing agency going. Get out of Lebanon. Oh yeah, Florida is expensive, highest property tax, and Texas has high property taxes too. That's why it would have to probably be Nashville. Or Tennessee, I mean. It doesn't have to be Nashville. It would have to be Tennessee. Jeremy, you live 80 miles outside of Vegas? Wait, no, I don't. I'm in Wisconsin. Get out of Lebanon now. British and Americans are given urgent warning to leave the country amid growing fears that Israel-Hamas war will spread. Does anybody think it doesn't spread? Wait, spent my childhood summers along, but keep very expensive, 11K a month for Ocean View condo. Okay, so that's out. I mean, I technically probably could, but then I would actually be generating no additional money to retire. Well, that, that rules that out then. Straight cash for the house. You won't find three to 3.5% loans ever again. Um, you know, I certainly hope you're wrong, but who knows? Israel's telling Jewish people to get out of Turkey. Oh yeah, this thing's going to pop off, you know, for sure. Live here in the middle of nowhere in Tennessee, have one gig fiber connection. It's ideal. Yeah, that would be ideal. I need to, I need to find a overlaid map of where fiber is available in Tennessee if that exists, link it to me. And then that's where I would look for a house. Nine millimeter SMGs unhinged. Is, the, is that the Twitter account? The two nations, both of which with deep links in Lebanon, which shares its southern border with Israel, have said that flaring tensions and increasing instability may leave people stranded if they wait too long. These warnings come as Lebanon warned that its border disputed with is border that its border disputed with Israel have become a tinderbox that may ignite at any time. Well, I have a feeling once Israel gets a taste of taking over all that sweet Palestinian land, they may not want to stop. Oh, you have to look at each company's map here in Tennessee. Yeah. With the Milwaukee's blueness spreading, it's definitely time to migrate. I don't give it. I don't really care because the, like the local laws don't really affect me. I don't live my. I don't leave, but they do. The taxes are getting insane. I don't need to be. By the way, I don't need to be near Nashville or any of that stuff. I just you know, I'd like to be outside of a town that has a Walmart. You know what I mean? Like as long as there's like a Walmart and a Best Buy within 20 minutes, 30 minutes of where I live. That's all I need. All non-essential State Department staff have been told to leave the city. I mean, is there any is there any chance that there isn't some sort of terrorist attack and a U.S. embassy in the, like, imminent? I would, I would guess that it's, it's pretty imminent. But Walmart is racist. That's cool. I'm cool with that. I just need a place that I can go, uh, you know, and if I absolutely need something in Amazon, I can't wait for Amazon to get it. I mean, the, the idea that like 
the, the <clears throat> what you're seeing now is this whole area has been a powder keg for the past how many decades? Yeah, it's going to happen. We have a Walmart, but the Best Buy is a long time away. Well, the Best Buy, Best Buy is not even important anymore. Yeah, it'll probably be all closed. Benghazi 2.0 is coming. Yeah, that's what I mean. Did you see this? The New York Attorney General violates federal court orders by demanding social media platforms censor, quote, hateful content and, quote, violent rhetoric that also may, quote, incite violence related to Israel-Hamas war. You're seeing a lot of muscle getting flexed, aren't you, in the past couple of weeks? Best Buy model. Try it here before you buy it on Amazon. Yeah, right? New York Attorney General Letitia James sent a series of letters to social media companies requesting they provide detailed explanations of the steps they are taking to stop the spread of hateful content encouraging violence against Jewish and Muslim people and institutions in the wake of the terrorist attacks in Israel. The letter was sent to Google Meta, X, TikTok, Reddit, and Rumble. Provided a list of questions for each platform having regarding how they are specifically addressing calls for violence that have rapidly spread in the past week. Well, you know, I'm seeing a lot of calls for violence, but I'm seeing it from a lot of woke lefties. And guess what? I've always seen it from them. Whether it's Antifa's rhetoric, whether it's Mad Maxine Waters, take it to the streets. I mean, the left has been openly calling for violence for years. For years. They only care now when it's directed at a particular group of people. Pac-Man, they've been killing each other in the Middle East for 2,000 years and they will never stop. I agree. I mean, this is, I mean, it's anytime there's an opportunity to grab power, to increase levels of censorship, to, um, you know, infringe on American rights, your leaders will try to do it. And that's exactly what this is. Of course, last February, a federal judge blocked New York from enforcing its, quote, online hate speech law after fire sued on behalf of Rumble Video on local. Well, I'm actually, I might actually, um, do you think this would make a good standalone topic for YouTube or is it too complicated? Jeremy, there's a cracking censorship thing that popped up together with that. Oh, yeah. Why do New Yorkers keep electing the most idiotic AGs and DAs on the planet? It just can't be just Soros money. Yeah, I, I suspect maybe it's in the water. NewsGuard, Wikipedia, Wikipedia, Elon Musk, Tim Pool. Never let a good crisis go to waste is truly the motto of the American government. And we're seeing that now probably more wide open and out, out in the open for everyone to see then perhaps a long time. Certainly there were certain events in like 2001 that we saw with the Patriot Act. But now we're seeing in 2023 this immense push for online censorship. And they're happy to uh, stand on uh, the bodies to make sure they get what they want. Any chance 
our leaders have to infringe on our rights, to demand online censorship, to take, seek, and, and, and possess more control over us, they will do it. And that is exactly what's happening right now as an attorney general has violated a federal court order by demanding social media companies like YouTube, X, Twitter, and Rumble censor, quote, hateful content and spicy rhetoric that may incite. The problem is all three of these categories, all three of these categories are weasel words, are open to interpretation, are open to um, selective enforcement. It's just like terminology like hate speech. It's not a real thing. It was invented to justify censorship. It was invented to justify criminality. As we've seen in the UK even, where now they want to make it a two-year prison sentence for simply misgendering somebody. You might have rolled your eyes when I said that. You might have thought that can't possibly be true, but I assure you that it is, and it's happening right now all across the West. These weasel words are continuously used to, 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 to control the populace. You have this situation now where the attorney general in New York, who is a piece of garbage in my opinion, is now calling on social media platforms to provide answers after everything that's happening over the Middle East. Now, it has nothing to do with that, right? We know that groups like the Super Soldiers have been calling for bad behavior openly online for years, and nobody has cared. There are prominent voices on the left in the Democratic Party who have openly called for uh, bad behavior and take, you know, Mad Maxine Waters, take it to the streets. All this stuff have openly called for this behavior for years. But now, suddenly, they want to they want to act like they haven't been the ones who've been doing it and that it's this nebulous new, new group of people. I'm sorry, but if I look at the type of people that are supporting what happened over there, for example, the, the paraglider supporters, they are overwhelmingly left wing. I, I think that this is very interesting to watch. They do this, this call out and say she sent a series of letters to social media companies requesting they provide detailed explanations of the steps they are taking to stop the spread of, quote, hateful content, encouraging bad behavior against either Jewish or Muslim people and institutions in the wake of everything that happened. Now, they didn't care about them saying this about Trump supporters. People can go online any day and say whatever they want about white people. Um, that's okay. Suddenly they want to, they're like, wait a minute. Oh no. Well, we gotta, we gotta get, you know, we gotta get more control. The letters were sent to Google Meta X, formerly Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, and Rumble provide a list of questions for each platform to respond to regarding how they are specifically addressing all these types of calls for bad behavior. Now, again, these are all weasel words. The idea that you know, there's nobody in our government that is protecting our Americans' First Amendment rights. Nobody I trust. They're a bunch of losers. Okay, they all would be happy to take our, our constitutional rights away if it served them better. I, I can't honestly say that there's more than a handful of people that have ever even stood up against online censorship. 
in our in our government. And the fact of the matter is, the online space is the public square. It is, in my opinion, protected by First Amendment rights. The idea that being on Twitter is somehow different than being in the streets is is a, a antiquated boomer ideology. They need to be re- protected on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else, just like they are in, in, uh, in the public square because they are one in the same. So now, you know, they didn't send any of these letters out for all the stuff that, you know, our government was hunting down people who were Trump supporters who had seven followers on, on, on Twitter. Attorney General James has consistently taken action to hold social media companies accountable and limit dangerous material from spreading. Just think of the Patriot Act, friends, okay? Think of the Patriot Act. This is something that, uh, you know, was an egregious infringement on Americans' first uh, um, rights across the board, okay? But you didn't want to have more buildings go boom, did you? Give us your rights. By the way, last February, a federal judge blocked New York from its forcing its totally idiotic, quote, online hate speech law after the fire organization sued on behalf of rumble video locals and i don't know who this is volok i don't know who that is it's law professors the judge determined that the law quote compels social media networks to speak and chills the constitutionally protected speech of social media users saying so this is a law that New York got, you know, was rejected by New York, but this broad is still out there just doing whatever she wants, sending letters because they want to get famous. Letitia James is a garbage human. Um, you know, if you just look at her track record, you know, uh, four targeted at political stances and unconstitutionally broad and vague. New Yorkers, New York's online hate speech law compelled websites and platforms to parrot the state's opinions, chilling online discourse stifling the First Amendment rights of the platforms and their users. Free speech, but speech that, quote, may incite bad behavior, an unconstitutionally vague phrase, is protected. The SCOTUS says that spicy speech can be illegal only if the speaker intends to cause and is likely to cause imminent bad behavior. Like when an orator tells a mob to, say, maybe torch a nearby building, right? We saw plenty of this in, uh, during the Summer of Love. We saw it front and center with the Summer of Love. But, uh, you know, apparently that was different. Take it to the streets, Maxine Waters said. What exactly did she mean by that? Now, this organization is giving the Attorney General until tomorrow to retract her unconstitutional demands or face further legal action. I would say, please don't give her till tomorrow. Immediately, immediately protect our speech. You know, allegedly, Elon Musk spent $44 billion to do that, even though it hasn't worked out that way. 10 months after the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression sued the New York Attorney General, Uh, She is once again violating the First Amendment by pressuring private companies to act as government proxies for censorship and violating court orders to do so. What she's trying to do is do what the UK did, where they're saying like, oh, we sent 
we just sent them a letter. We didn't like specifically tell them to deplatform anybody. Yeah, sure. That's a nice business you got there, Rumble. Sure would be a shame if the entire EU blocked it. That's how those letters read. Social media sites are not government stooges, said the attorney Daniel Ortner. No matter how hot button the issue, requiring private companies to police speech is illegal, and it blatantly violates the court order secured by our recent lawsuit. In light of the battle going on between these two nations, the Attorney General sent a letter to six platforms, including Rumble, Google, Meta, demanding that they answer a list of questions about their content moderate. What? Why would they even care? I would just send her back like a uh, an eggplant emoji. This woman doesn't lord over you. You don't answer to her. The letter titled, quote, Removing Calls for Bad Behavior, asked the platforms how they are addressing uh, alleged recent calls with no real examples of it. And by the way, I want to point out again that these calls for this behavior uh, are coming from inside the house. They are leftists. They are lefty leftoids that are out there who are saying, you know, who cheering on this type of behavior. You're seeing the left turn in on itself now because half of the left actually supports, you know, definitely supports uh, whatever groups are inside of one nation and the other half supports the other half. You're seeing a real-time fracturing of all these places. You know, the law forces internet platforms of all stripes to publish a policy explaining how they will respond to online expression that, quote, could vilify or humiliate people based on a protected class like religion, gender, or race. The law also requires the platforms to create and publish a mechanism for visitors to complain about hateful content or comments and mandate that they answer complaints with direct response. Refusal to comply could mean investigations from the Attorney General's office, subpoenas, and daily fines of $1,000 per violation. I mean, this is, this again, it's happening all around us. This isn't like, oh, this is happening in the UK. Uh, you know, often when I cover stuff that's happening in the UK, I see a lot of comments from people that are like, yeah, well, the UK is going to UK or Canada's going to Canada. This stuff is happening right here. This is yet today's news. And, uh, you know, I already know what Rumble's response is because, you know, Rumble tweeted this. I wonder if they followed up on this at all. Again, this is why Rumble will continue to grow and, you know, new tech will continue to have an audience because they, you know, here's their response. Rumble's response to Attorney General Letitia James' recent letter to six internet platforms, including Rumble. Dear Attorney General James, Ms. Vale, Mr. Adler, I'm an attorney for the Foundation for the Individual Rights of an Expression and counsel for Rumble Canada, Inc. In the above reference litigation, I am writing to demand the immediate and unequivocal retraction of your October 12, 2023 investigation letters to six internet platforms, including Rumble, collectively referred to as the investigative platforms. These letters violate, one, a federal district court's injunction against the enforcement of New York's stupid general business law, the online hate speech law is what it really was, two, the active stay of all proceedings in that case as to Rumble, and three, 
the First Amendment rights of the investigated platforms and their users. Your letter set a deadline of October 20th for Rumble's response. If you do not rescind your letter by that date, we will file a motion with the district court to enforce the terms of preliminary injunction and stay of the proceedings. That's why I love Rumble. That's why, I mean, that's why I love Rumble. But this stuff is absolute insanity. Got to stay vigilant out there. Why is this coming from Rumble Canada? The whole setup is weird. Shouldn't the legal team be in the U.S.? Because Rumble is a Canadian company. Yeah, HQ's in Florida, but they're still a Canadian company. Yeah, people, yeah, I guess people don't know that. I mean, I think, like, once Rumble can can make their, um, you know, once Rumble can can help fix discoverability on the platform, once it finds more, um, once it makes it easier for people, you know, new creators to be found, I talk about this all the time. Like, I know that if I didn't have, you know, if Rumble wasn't putting me on the homepage, I wouldn't have 4,000 viewers right now. I might have 1,200 or 1,500. Not everyone has that luxury. So this is something that I continue to champion at Rumble as, as a, you know, even though I have a contract with them, I still, you know, advocate for, you know, paying attention to the little guys, the, not just the big people who want a payday, you know, actual content creators. Um, and obviously discoverability is the number one thing. The, at the core of everyone's, struggle on YouTube, for example, is a simple discoverability problem. And that's the truth. Like, even for me, like my channels for the first time in years, my YouTube channel's losing subscribers. I, I mean, yeah, I know covering this like Israel-Palestine stuff has set some people off and I get that and that's fine. I got to cover what's in the news, right? A lot of people subscribe to me when I talk about video games or when I talked about, you know, Brie Larson shit and they don't want to talk. They don't want me talking about geopolitics. I understand that. Um, you know, and I think, I think that, uh, you know, ultimately it's going to be very interesting to see. Oh, and oh, by the way, the locals chat is open and Al said, Hey Jeremy, if you're serious about buying property in income free States, check out, uh, I'm not going to say the city, Tennessee, some family just bought land there for the same reason you were wanting town as a Walmart. Not sure about Best Buy, very rural, but not terribly far from Nashville such the airport. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. But, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're a locals member, there's the locals chat too. pop on over to that. I think I can just link it there. So if you're a Locals member, you can join that. I want you to talk about Earth. I want you to talk about Earth politics. Elon taking the Rumble route. Interesting. Well, Elon is, you know, Elon is not running Twitter very good. Um, I know people are tired of it. And they don't want to hear me complain about it. I did a video about it yesterday. Um, you know, I did a video about how Twitter, like Elon wants to charge people to use Twitter. And it was like a video got like 20,000 views. I do miss Jeremy talking about more pop culture stuff. I think that that's a fair thing to say. 
and that will come back. Um, it's just that with the Hollywood strike, there really hasn't been there hasn't been much to talk about in pop culture. So to fill the gap, you know, um, sometimes you know we talk about this kind of stuff. There, I see people filling up in the in the locals chat. Get on over there if you're if you're a locals member, take advantage of that. That's free. By the way, speaking of this video, this today's stream is sponsored by TackRightQuartering.com. Did you know that thieves could steal your car straight from your driveway without even touching your keys? I knew that. I've seen a lot of videos about that kind of stuff. Well, keep your car safe in your driveway from thieves. Thieves can intercept the keyless entry and start and the start option of your car using a new device that they can activate the frequency from your house and start your car. This has made car sealing an ease for these thieves. Introducing the Right RFID blocking key holding box. All you have to do is throw your keys in the box once you get home and it can no longer be intercepted by any outside transmitter. I definitely want all my subscribers to stay protected. So go ahead and go grab yours today. Yeah, the, the this stuff is nuts. Like people use those. I'm sure they didn't mention them on purpose, but like, you know, you see stuff with like that flipper thing where people get your garage code, your your, you know, your phone code, all this kind of stuff. So check that out. How's everyone's uh how's everyone's uh day going, by the way? Let's talk about this uh this this Pornhub thing. Viper alarm. Man, that's a blast from the past. That's a blast from the past. So here's an interesting video of uh, Pornhub employees openly admitting openly admitting that they generate ads and pornography that specifically entices pedophiles. That's correct. Let me refresh this. For the ads, the dudes that do the most like conversion rates are guys that look like 15, even though they're like 20 years old. Or like 25 so there's this one guy named like Jordy and he just looks like a little kid and they put him in scenes so it looks like this little kid is like having sex but it makes a lot of money so so that kind of stuff has an appeal apparently yeah we have this guy his name's Jimmy Michaels he looks 13 but they put him in stuff because um, he looks like that his ads do well because he looks do you think that draws like pedophiles but it's weird though because it's not he says, do you think that's for pedophiles? He shakes his head. You don't hear him say anything there. Oh, by the way, yeah, in the locals chat, you can drop gifts. You can put, uh, you can also put pictures in there. You can put your links in there. Like the locals chats basically uh, completely, uh, you know, it's, it can be a little more fun. So if you want to go over to that chat, you can. This is not a James O'Keefe video. This is a Arden Young video. 
I think it draws predatory women because there are a lot of older women. Female like, pedophiles. It's also, I think it's um, pedophilic men who like seeing young boys. You can turn them into whales purchasing a lot. You turn them into whales. So he's like, what well, I thought it was interesting that they, they know. Like they're creating the ads um, and they, with a explicit knowledge of, you know, that pedophiles, that pedophiles are, are jerking off to this stuff and buying stuff. I've heard actually children are not from, I've heard all the people in question are adults. That's correct. The people in question are adults. They're not they're not um they're not using children but they are knowingly selecting people that look 15 years old uh because pedophiles get off on it and by the way there's there's one thing where it like the the thing is these women like let me just be very clear like yeah, MindGeek changed their name to ILO after the last expose. Correct. They, how do I put this? The, like, fellas, this is something like to my dying day, I will try to get people to kind of stop this knee jerk reaction to this scenario. Women who have, like, teachers who have sex with their students are the same creeps and pedophiles. Uh, as the men that do it, you know, the whole South Park episode about nice, like these women are predators and it's some sort of fantasy about having sex with them. 13 year old. And it's, it's not, it's not nice. They're, they're disgusting predators and they're going to scar that kid for life. Oh, by the way, when he says whales, he means big spenders. He's not talking about fat people. That's a, like a e-commerce terminology in case people didn't know. I think that draws like pedophiles. But it's weird though because it's not, I think it draws predatory women because there are a lot of older women that like, I want someone young and pure that I can corrupt. It's also, I think it's um, gross. pedophilic men who like seeing young boys. You can turn them into whales purchasing a lot. I'm going to get fucking arrested. <laughs> he just said, I'm going to get arrested. Now, I don't know. Now, this is the guy. This is the guy that is actually doing it. It's not like some dude. And by the way, Hucky. Come here, Huck. Thank you, puppy. The, the thing is, the, act, the actors that they're using, the people they're using are... Yeah, the, um, he, yeah, Huck, I started talking about, hey, come here. Come here, puppy. Thank you so much. That's very good of you. Come here. Yes, thank you. Thank you for warning me. Yes, that's a good puppy, but I don't need to get warned 637 times. Did you hear, did you hear that? 
Did you just back talk me? He's, he's like, he's like, oh, dad, I know. Shut up, dad. Shut up, dad. I've, I've, yeah. Hold on. Uh, why are the, uh, what's with the, um, Okay, thank you, thank you. Oh yes, puppy, thank you. Thank you for protecting me, okay? <laughs> oh, you back-talking me? You back-talking me? You want a piece of this? Huh? You want a piece of this? Come here. Come on. Yeah. You want a piece of this? Alright. The, um, why are people shitting? Why are, why I see a couple of people like having some sort of problem with Arden Young. What's wrong with this? What's wrong with someone else? Is it because you're like only, only, um, only, uh, only, um, James O'Keefe is allowed to do undercover video? Is that the, is that the thing? King of Biltong in the house. Good afternoon from Anton's in Roanoke, Texas. Get your Biltong shipped free using the queue on land of biltong and antonusa.com new website is now live on antonusa.com get your protein snacks that's right i was really impressed i enjoyed it a lot i'm gonna order some more i did enjoy it i'll probably use my own promo code too because why wouldn't i recall dylan rice rice is a senior scriptwriter for trans this person who does the voiceover needs a better microphone. You know, minor criticism, but like, it, it sounds like uh, this is going to be, I don't mean to like, Alex I, I'm not trying to be mean, but the person who's like recording this voiceover sounds like a child. Like they either need a better mic with some lower, like some more low end. It's or like, you know, there, there's something there that it, it sounds, he, sound, he sounds like kind of goofy. Angels and other pornography production companies and websites owned and run by MindGeek, the porn giant that's famous for operating Pornhub. Some say MindGeek, now rebranding as ALO, holds a near monopoly on internet pornography. And now that I know what MindGeek is, it's the biggest. It's huge, yeah. It's the biggest, so. Yeah, there's no other company like, that's that big, yeah. I imagine that means that most traffic goes there. Yeah, I would say essentially they have a monopoly. Like even their biggest competitors, they come to us to manage them. So like we'll have a competing site and they'll be like, hey, can you like write our uh, descriptions? Can you organize our videos? Because there's nobody else that they can go to and uh, we're just the biggest. So we set the standard usually. Everyone hates us because we're the biggest, but they have to work with us. Rice also produces many of the video advertisements that appear on porn sites. Rice met with our undercover reporter and divulged to her, and unwittingly, the world, what kinds of porn ads get the most clicks and bring in the most money on MindGeek sites. So, for the ads, the dudes that do the most like conversion rates are guys that look like 15, even though they're like 20 years old, or like 25. We need another meteor. 
Yeah, I don't give look, just so we're clear on my my status on pornography, which I most of you have been around for a minute, you know my standard my position on it. I am not a ban pornography guy. I am a educate hopefully educate people that like frequent consumption of pornography by men and women is extremely bad for your relationships. It's bad for your psyche. It's bad for yourself, um, your self-esteem. It's bad for, you know, your own performance in bed. It's bad for long-term relationships. There is not one single good thing that comes out of frequently watching pornography. You want to flip it on once a week to get the poison out. I don't think you're a bad person. Okay. Some people do. I don't. Um, that said, I've seen the effects of pornography on, on young men and the same to the, and same basically with the effects of it, of like OnlyFans and parasocial relationships. Like it is not good for young men. Um, you know, it's a part of our life. It's three times a day frequent. I'd say jerking off three times a day is very frequent. Um, you should spend that time, you know, be, you know, learn wood burning or something, something more, you know, uh, something more um, constructive, I'll say. Now, the point of this video to, to me also is not like, I don't give a crap about porn ads or that porn exists. I like to fight a fight that has a chance of winning. You know, what I find is that they knowingly know that basically, I don't know. See the word pedophile is like kind of overused. There's a different term. Pedophilia pedophilia is when you're into like kids that are prepubescent. There's a different word for them using these like, you know, people that look 15 or 16. I think it's called, I can't think of what it's called. It's called, um, uh, chat will bail me out. Um, that said, uh, yeah. Um, is it hebophile? Is that what it is? I don't know. Anyway, I mean, it's, it's okay. It's illegal. First of all, right. It's illegal. It's weird. Gross. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure how people really like justify it, but anyway, I, you know, I'm not going to pick, I'm not going to, I guess I don't want to split hairs, but there is a difference between a pedophile who wants to have sex with a toddler Okay, and somebody who gets off on, you know, some woman who gets off on having sex with a 13-year-old. They're both wrong, but anyway. So there's this one guy named, like, Jordy, and he just looks like a little kid, and they put him in scenes, so it looks like this little kid is, like, having sex, and like, oh, I want to be that little kid, like, if I had a babysitter or some bullshit. But a lot of times, these talent, the women will be like, I don't want to have sex with this kid. He looks like 15. It's weird. The women, the women are saying no. He calls them talent, but they're just really porn, porn, uh, pornography actors or whatever. 
And even their own, even their own uh, porno actresses are like, nah, they're too young. But it makes a lot of money, so. So that kind of stuff has an appeal. Apparently, yeah. And then you have female talent. They're like, oh my god, that I want to corrupt that little boy. That's so hot. Ew. Do you think that kind of stuff like encourages child predatory behavior? I don't know. I feel like with everything, it's, it's got to be a gray area where it's kind of more complex than like yes or no. Well, on the one hand, it has to be an outlet for somebody, right? And like maybe it's good enough that that's the only place they get it. But on the other hand, it kind of normalizes it, right? So my favorite, my favorite, uh, like universal, um, you know, my favorite trope of all these guys who keep getting honey potted by this chick is, um, by the way, she's still always sounds so nervous in these, um, in these explanations. She'll get better. I think the video is not BS. Uh, all these guys are trying to get laid. And so they say like, well, I work at this porn place, but I'm one of the good guys. Like, I'm I'm one of the good guys. I don't know, you know, I feel like you're eating dinner, it's a weird topic to be talking about, but they're also creeps trying to get laid. You know? You can even see him you can even see him trying to like justify it like well, maybe it's actually good because they're jerking off to this stuff instead of acting on it in real life. Uh, here, Xerox, um, here's what I'll say. Um, I always stop the video and commentate on it, and um, having a shit fit in chat over it uh, doesn't really look that good. You're welcome to go find the video online, but uh, if, you know, me commentating on it, if you want me to just play a video, for a seven-minute video without pausing it, uh, maybe go watch fucking Hassan or something like that. Could go either way. Rice admits the audiences for the gray area ads he produces include young teens and pedophilic men. We have this guy. His name's Jimmy Michaels. He looks 13, but they put him in stuff because he looks like that. But what are we gonna do? Like not shoot him because he looks that young? If you're leaning into it, if you're like, you know, putting a, like a little hat with a fan on top of him, right? Like a little stuffed animal, then it's gonna be like, hey, it's questionable. But if you're just dressing him like a normal person, you can get away with it. You can get away with it. Like, if you're leaning into it and you make him look like he's holding a teddy bear or whatever, that's too far. At least they have some standards. Who do you think the audience is on, like, videos where the actor looks 13? I think it's a lot of, like, young teens, like, boys, that imagine themselves in that scenario. And, like, I think it's a lot of, uh... So he admits there, by the way, that kids are watching his... Kids are watching the porn. Just so, just so we're clear on what he admitted. He's like, oh yeah, the kids are watching it. Uh, uh, how do I say this? It's a lot of Indians. Okay, our, our largest market is India. One of them. Ah. US and then India. Indians yeah, love their it's, porn. It's crazy. They're like 36%. And a lot of them see like the little ads 
and they immediately just think like, oh, American woman, young boy, and they want to be that boy. Like, they don't really have the same perspective of like age differences as we do here, because like, they have like arranged marriage and stuff like that. I'll show Ew. you Jimmy Ew. That's him. Right? Exactly. Let me see the picture. That's a lot of people will not shoot with him because of that. His ads do well because he looks. Do you think that draws like pedophiles? But it's weird though because it's not. I think it draws predatory women because there are a lot of older women that like I want someone young and pure that I can corrupt. Still a pedophile, right? Yes. 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 Sort. I mean, yeah. Yes, and then it's also I think it's um, pedophilic men who like seeing young boys as well. I feel like a, someone drawn to children would be have kind of more of an insatiable, desperate appetite. Wouldn't they be more likely to pay for something? Yeah, yeah. Like, like I feel like that might draw in You could turn them into whales. That's exactly right. The reason that a lot of these porn, uh, these porno actresses get into the more like depraved, this is a, just a fact of it. Okay. The reason that a lot of these women get into like more depraved and more like some people are like, Oh, what kind of, you know, how does a woman get into, um, you know, uh, I don't know, like walking in cans of cans of chef Boyardee while jerk. I, I don't know, whatever it is. Right. Like it's because the more inaccessible something is, the more likely people are willing to pay for it. There's like a handful of chicks that get into fisting, right? Which is gross. But the dudes that are into that are willing to pay for it because there's not a lot of it out there. So like, this is what they're basically saying is like, well, we make these videos which cater to pedophiles because there's not a lot of, you know, it's not easy to find uh, videos as a pedophile. You know, I don't. I think that he really does think that he's he's like I'm so gonna plow this chick. Jeremy, do you watch Chef Boyardee porn? No, I don't watch Chef Boyardee porn, but I I suspect there, you know, like there's something out there, you know. Purchasing a lot. So whale just means you spend a lot of money. So like there's like it's, it comes from the idea of like small fish doesn't spend a lot of money. Catch a bigger fish, dolphins spend a little, and whales spend a lot of money. There's another one. What's her name? This is the one where we shot a scene and she was supposed to be in a uh, a playhouse, like a playhouse for her daughter. But the way it's set up, she looked like it. He just has his shit on his phone, by the way. Jesus Christ. I'm gonna get fucking arrested. <laughs> I have had conversations where, I mean, even in the industry, we're just be like, oh, you know, we're just, we're all gonna disappear. This is bad. We're gonna get, you know, banned. But like, there's no way that's possible. Huh. Halo did respond to our request for comment, stating that the platform is made by adults and for adults. I mean,. I would say that this is at minimum not a good look. Um, I actually look, I, I understand where the, the, um, 
how do I say, the temptation is to lead into this type of content because it makes them a lot of money and they probably can just um, convince themselves of saying, we're not making, I mean, so what? We're making money off, you know, creeps and weirdos. Who cares? Or like this guy basically like white knighted and said, oh, well, it's actually, we're actually doing a good thing um, because we're stopping them from enacting, acting on this behavior in real life. Um, I can see how these people have been a part of the system for so long that they just, you know, they, they've convinced themselves that they're, they're right or righteous or something like that. This guy's probably never been with like a, I mean, I don't know, um, what the woman looks like that is doing these videos, but, uh, guys are really stupid when it comes to getting laid they'll you know the the reason that, there's a reason that like the old honeypot has worked forever you know there's a reason that in every one of these like exposé videos okay or exposed videos um there's alcohol on the table you know what i mean like there's a reason that uh well, who applies to work for Pornhub? I, I suspect that the, it, that their hiring does not say come work for Pornhub. It probably says come work for MindGeek. We're an internet marketing company and we focus on this, that, and the other thing. And not until after you do an interview do you find out their porn company. And then I also suspect that their average salary is extremely on uh would be top tier i suspect like like in my early days i just gonna be like if when i was when i got out of college i was what 23 years old and i had a degree in marketing okay and if some marketing firm was like hey we'll pay you like i think like 35 to 40 thousand was like a good starting salary when i got out of college solid right I get a job offer for 40 grand doing online marketing. And then I get a job offer for 55 grand effectively doing the same thing, but it happens to be for a porn company. I think I probably would have taken it. I think a lot of people probably take that job because it probably pays better. You know, drug dealers justify themselves that people are going to buy it somewhere. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I I'm saying like, it's still a job and that, you know, I'm not going to moralize on somebody, especially like a web developer or some, sh you know, like if you can make 150 grand, um, you know, doing the exact same job that you can make a hundred, I would never, you know, there's very few scenarios where I would blame the person for doing that. You know, um, now, I, I would suspect there are not a lot of old guys that work there, and I bet you there is not a lot of women that work there. Labor Party to make misgendering a crime with up to two years in prison. Also, the UK, pro-Hamas protesters in London engage in chant in favor of the genocide of Jews. 
you know, I think that like, <laughs> this is, you know, where we're, this is where we're going. There is a recent survey here in the United States asked this summer. 44% of millennials want to make misgendering a crime. A crime. They want to make misgendering a crime. These people vote. This is a survey of people who are registered to vote. Americans, particularly younger Americans, often lament that our country has such problems with policing and mass incarceration. But when it comes to decriminalizing or lessening penalties for things that put people in cops' crosshairs, few of them want to give an inch unless that crime in question involves cannabis. Meanwhile, uh, way too many express enthusiasm for creating criminal prohibitions on anything they wish wouldn't happen. A new Newsweek poll on misgendering, in this poll given to 1,500 eligible voters, that's the important part, eligible voters, in the U.S. in early July, people were asked whether referring to somebody by the wrong gender pronoun should be a criminal offense. Younger millennials were the most likely to support criminal penalties for misgendering with 44% of people 25 to 34 responding in favor, with only 31% of them saying it should not be a crime. There is no survey. It's impossible. It's a blatant lie. And I look like a guy in the last video. I mean, all fat, white, bearded guys look alike. And the other thing is, you know, but support for criminalizing misgendering was also strong among older millennials and Gen Z. 38% of people aged 35 to 44, 38% of them said it should be a crime. I mean, this, I mean, if you look at the UK, they're proposing a two-year prison sentence for misgendering people. Two years. Deliberately calling someone the wrong gender pronouns could become a hate crime, crime punishable by imprisonment under a new labor government. Uh, the mail on Sunday can reveal. Vowing to toughen up sentencing guidelines for abuse and violence targeted at trans people, labor would make attacks motivated by hatred of the victim's gender identity into an aggravated offense. That would bring transphobic abuse into line with assault and harassment motivated by hatred of grounds of race or religion, which are punishable for up to two years in prison. Even if everyone in that poll, by the way, was some democratic whatever it doesn't matter there are, it just shows that there are some significant amount of people that believe that it should be a crime and it's not totally out there and remember this is like you go over this last year a christian preacher was convicted of harassing a transgender woman by calling her a man and gentleman that sounds like harassment to me how can it be a hate crime if i love doing it <laughs> nick David McConnell was given a 12-month community order. I don't know what community order means in the UK. Does that mean community service? Um, for leaving Farah Munir, quote, emotionally distraught. 
after an argument between the two while he was preaching on a street in Leeds. So a man is out on the street preaching, argued with some trans person, and he got arrested. Now his conviction was quashed after magistrates ruled that there was no evidence he intended to harass her. But in yet another case, Kate Scottow, who describes herself as a radical feminist, was arrested in front of her children and later convicted of malicious communications for a string of messages directed at a transgender activist on Twitter, including referencing the activist as a man and a pig in a wig. Again, her conviction was overturned on appeal after judges ruled that it was a grossly disproportionate and entirely justified state interference with free speech, but they were still arrested and convicted and still required an appeal to avoid going to jail. And now you're, you're counting on, you know, just so I'm clear, you're counting on <clears throat> an appeals court to agree with you. You were still convicted. Like you're convicted. Labor remains to its quote trans uh, committed to its transphobia plan, despite abandoning its previous pledge to introduce gender self ID. This is what our governments are worried about. Again, this isn't just in the UK. You can look at the Equal Opportunity Employment uh, Committee (EEOC). This is just ten days ago. The EEOC is trying to make misgendering a thought crime. A federal government obsessed with gender ideology has decided that misgendering is now a thought crime and is dead set on muzzling religious objectors. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, an ostensibly bipartisan federal agency in charge of investigating complaints of employment discrimination in the workplace, has proposed a new, quote, enforcement guidance that designates the failure, failure to use someone's preferred pronouns as harassment. This is here in this country a week ago. Back in 2020, the Supreme Court expanded the reach of Title VII's prohibition on sex discrimination to workplace. Uh... Oh, <laughs> thanks, Mom. My mom must be watching the show. She said, uh, the United States has committed over $3.3 billion in foreign assistance to Israel in 2022 alone. <laughs> they have plenty of money. They have plenty of our own money. Shout out mom. Getting the Googler working. I think I have to show her how to watch on, the, on her phone. I think she just puts it on the TV when she kind of... Um, like does cleaning around the house and stuff. But yeah, say hi to mom and chat. Maggie was here yesterday too. Um, oh yeah, where is, she, where is she? Is the others my other mom there? I don't know if I want to give away her uh, chat name, but a lot of you remember her based mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't, no, don't call it, yeah. Don't, my mom doesn't need any more, like, you know, she doesn't need you guys feeding her ego. <laughs> Yuri Bezmanov warned us of this. It's, in, it's like clockwork, too. Everyone here should get informed. Yeah. Ask my mom if she knows about the USS Liberty. 
let's not send my mom down any rabbit holes. It's a Thursday. We've got we've got a a, fe- a fall festival to spend together this weekend. Don't be sending her down any rabbit holes. So misgendering is now one of the new. All right, fine, mom. You should look up and look up into uh, what's what rabbit hole should I send her down? Mom, look up. Uh, look, g- g- you should look up and see if the moon landing was real. That's a more wholesome one. <laughs> Any luck on getting Leah Remini on the show? Not yet. I think I probably need to hire somebody to like do booking for me because you got to like probably just stay on these people. Mom, don't look up MK Ultra. No, 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 no. The, um, so misgendering is one of the new mortal sins of the secular catechism, and there's no recourse in the EEOC's new enforcement guidance for those with sincerely held religious beliefs that it is wrong to deny actual biological sex that God has assigned to each human being. Back in 2020, the Supreme Court expanded the reach of Title VII's prohibition on sex discrimination Um, An employer who fires an individual for being homosexual or transgender fires that person for traits of actions that would have not questions of members of a different sex. Like you can't fire. I don't know. I agree. You can't, you shouldn't be firing somebody just because they're trans. You should be firing because they're not good at their job or they're creating a distraction or whatever. But again, like this stuff is infecting everything. I've got another I've got another tale from the from the friends of the Bible for all of you now. Hello there. How's that song? We've got another. What is that song? Hell yeah by Bloodhound Gang, I think. Is that the song? Is that is that what it is? Is the name of the song? All right now, boys yeah. and girls. We've got another story for you now. We want to introduce to you another friend, friend of, the of the Bible. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! It's wild. Like, the Blood on Gang was just so underrated. Absolutely just boss band. Yeah. Like little Opie eating pie when he made it with <laughs> If I were God, thou shalt not worship false Billy Idol. So any- okay, anyway. Yeah. That Chasey Lane song too, yeah. <laughs> it's like now show them them I'm not gonna say it but you know that record is just full of awesome songs dear Chasey Lane I wrote to explain that I'm your biggest fan <laughs> oh what a great song that was 
I think that was off Hooray for Boobies, I think. Now, if you follow this, this channel, if you join my daily live streams on Rumble at noon central time, I'm going to link my Rumble channel in the description of this standalone video. I hope to see you tomorrow at noon. I have Robert Barnes joining me. It's going to be a great Friday afternoon. But you know that we do a bit of memeing on this channel. In fact, we made national news. CNN, the Associated Press, Fox News, all wrote to admonish the quarterings memes. It was just a meme, right? Well, we've covered the, the degradation of Americans' First Amendment uh, rights in this country, the slow erosion of um, uh, any, any, any notion of parity between the way laws are imposed. We saw yesterday 300 uh, pro-Palestinians storming uh, the Capitol. We'll see if they all get 20 years in prison and get thrown away, put in prison for 20 years without a trial or whatever, you know? We'll, we'll wait to see, okay? But now somebody has been sentenced to seven months in prison for a meme, a Hillary Clinton meme. Now, everyone knows I love Hillary Clinton. I've always been a huge fan of Hillary Clinton. I, I know she's been accused of a lot of things that are just plain wrong and probably just because she's a woman. But some people have a, a, an unfair problem with Hillary Clinton. It was, it was her time to win in 2016, by the way. I'm with her. But a political cartoon has now put somebody in prison. And you might be saying, where is this? In the United States. When is this? Right now. This is like everybody's wake up moment. I have a lot of videos today about like, this is like, you know, this is real. Okay. A meme. Viral meme maker who joked about Hillary Clinton, seventh sentenced to seven months in prison for quote unquote election interference. Douglas Mackey, the man who posted a Hillary Clinton meme ahead of a 2016 election. This is 10 years ago. Just so everyone knows, I'm feeling very good. Okay. I love Hillary Clinton. I am feeling very, very safe. And um, I'm of sound mind. And Huck is here to protect me. And uh, just, you know. I'm just saying, I'm not, there's no reason I'm not, there's no reason I'm saying that. I just want you all to know that I'm good. I feel good. I feel healthy. You know, just saying, very happy. But I digress. Seven months in prison Wednesday for a crime of, quote, conspiracy against rights? What does that even mean? In this case, quote, election interference. Mackey's sentence is unprecedented. It means that America is now a place that puts citizens in prison for posting information disfavorable to the left, including satire, a form of speech that is protected 
by the First Amendment. This is insane. This is, uh, you know, this is a, something that is obviously protected by the First Amendment that has been upheld in the Supreme Court numerous times. This is, here is Douglas Mackey's tweet from the 2016 election that just got him seven months in jail versus another tweet from a liberal activist during the exact same time that did not get someone in jail. And this is, first of all, nobody should be going to jail for it, okay? Nobody. This guy who put a meme on Twitter, first of all, who knows? Anybody who's been through a legal proceeding knows that they can be extremely expensive, Okay, look what they're doing to Orrin Troyer, for example, right? They bankrupt you first, and then when you run out of money, then, then they send you to prison. He puts up a meme that said, I'm with her, hashtag go Hillary, avoid the line, vote from home, text Hillary to 59925. It's an obvious joke. Obvious joke. You know, with the the joke is that, you know, you stay home so you don't vote and you text this number. Now, here is a liberal activist who said the exact same thing. A video that at this time had 843,000 views. Hey, Trump supporters, skip poll lines at the at hashtag election 2016 and text in your vote. Text votes are legit or vote tomorrow on Super Wednesday. So the day after the election or to text. the. In fact, this tweet is even more misleading. Just like with what they say with Trump, right? The process is the punishment. The process is the punishment. Then look at the left-leaning Rolling Stone covering. Douglas Mackey found guilty of violating rights with memes telling Hillary fans to vote by text. Sorry, if you're so stupid that you fell for that, you know, I'm starting to come around to some minimum requirements on voting. And and second, you know, and second of all, I I just, how do you prove intent there? Like, is, is in the court case, did they say, oh, Donald Trump paid him money to do this, and they know exactly how many people texted that number and then th- th- and then they followed up with those people and they found out that they actually didn't vote during the two week trial they presented testimony by microchip a co-conspirator turned cooperating witness who was identified only by a social media handle on the stand microchip spoke of his mission to sow chaos ahead of the election Driven by his hatred of Clinton, according to reporting in New York Times, his account was a major pro-Trump engine of disinformation leading up. The man behind Microchip is claimed to be a software developer in Utah. In 2017, he told BuzzFeed that he took Adderall to work 12-hour shifts running an army of bots that generated 35,000 retweets daily. Okay, so what? So what? Mackey testified in his own defense, saying he'd never intended to trick anyone. The Times reported, as a Trump supporter, he claimed only to only hope to catch media attention and get under the skin of his political opponents to potentially rile them up 
to get under their skin, to get them off their message they wanted to push. Once known to his whole, a whole 50,000 followers too, by the way, as Ricky Vaughn, Mackey was arrested and charged in January 2021, according to a criminal complaint. In the months and weeks ahead of the election, he and an unnamed co-conspirators created several phony campaigns encouraging people to vote via hashtags. So what? It's an obvious joke. Everybody knows it's an obvious joke. I mean, the only thing that's embarrassing is that he needs he needs Adderall to work 12 hours. Twitter suspended Mackey at least twice after he began spreading, quote, false information. Prosecutors claimed the memes had already reached a wide audience, however, and continued to spread. As a result of Mackey's misinformation campaign, prosecutors claimed 4,900 phone numbers texted the number he'd set up in a futile effort to cast votes for Hillary Clinton. Do you know that then 4,900 people uh, didn't then vote for her after that? You pretty much have to prove that they then did not go to the box office, box office, the ballot box, and vote, right? Because if they texted the number and they still went and voted, then where's the crime? Well, the crime is in, you know, embarrassing Hillary Clinton. The the crime is in you know, making the establishment look goofy. The crime is in humor. You know, I I think like, I think that ultimately this is an outrage. This, look at all the stuff that's happened to American citizens just this year, whether it's the unjust political persecution of those that um, dared to trespass on January 6th, uh, to the FBI surveilling um, people's personal Twitter accounts, to now this, seven months in prison. I'm not sure they've done this to any BLM members. Have they done this to any Antifa members? Have they done this to any Democrats? It'd be one thing, it'd be bad enough if they were doing this to everybody, but for some impossible reason, it's actually worse because they're only enforcing these ludicrous rules on one side of the aisle. It's an absolute disgrace. I mean, they wonder why people want to vote for Trump, okay? I don't love Trump as much in 2024 as I did in 2016, but this is the kind of stuff that gets this guy, people, I mean, what are you going to, you going to vote for someone else that's going to, I mean, this guy should be immediately pardoned. Joe Biden should be pardoning him. Freedom of speech must be protected. It's it's the most important right in this country. That's why it's the First Amendment. Absolutely ridiculous story. Republicans are are cucked too. They're not helping either. 100%. They're a bunch of titty babies that don't want to piss off their, their big donors. Like, they don't actually know his political opinions, but they're calling him a, quote, far-right troll. Get out of here with that. Absolute fabrication. Yoma, you're not muted here. You know, it's absolute, absolute insanity. By the way, if you're enjoying the show, I'm really glad that you're here. 
4,300 intelligent, good-smelling people. Shout out to all of you. All I ever ask is that you, um, if you don't have a Rumble account, create a Rumble account and follow the channel. I, I, lie, I upload all my standalone videos here. I do five or six of those a day, but I have a daily show from 12 to 2 that I really want more people to be here and I want you to be here on time. You know, I stream from 12 to 2. So two hours ago, I started roughly, and we're not done yet. But just so you know, for tomorrow, you know, get in here at noon and, um, you know, you can catch the entire show. I know a lot of people are catching up right now. Also, by the way, shout out to those in the locals chat. I see you. It's, uh, it's been an interesting thing as I try to get people to, you know, use that. And we'll do some members only streams there too. I think that'll be fun. You know, the one other way that you can support in a big way is clicking this join button here. It's links to my locals, which is like Patreon. It's five bucks a month, but it goes miles. It means less ad reads. It means um, more job security for my two full-time editors and my full-time graphic designer. It's not just me that makes this machine go. So for the price of cup of, for a cup of coffee per month, it would be absolutely, um, it would be amazing if you supported. Um, so you just click support and it's five bucks a month. Um, so please consider doing that today. And I've got one more story too, of course. And shout out to the people that are already backing me over on local. So you get access to like the members only chat from today. Also, you'll get um, access to members only videos, things like that. Um, as we grow that and yeah, so yeah, shut the fuck up. I get here when I get here. Fair enough. All right. Okay. Damn. The noon start is a countdown show. Well, technically. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can share gifts and stuff like that. There just isn't good enough value prop for these membership things. IMO. Yeah, I agree with you. But what would be what would be the what would be worth it, right? Like for the five dollars a month, I struggle. Like I'm willing to, you know, hear feedback on what people would be willing to throw the five bucks in. Um, it doesn't have to be like a members only video or members only live stream. It could be something else if you guys want. Like I don't I don't know. Tell me what you want, and uh, you know I work for you, so. No, if you joined here, it's the same thing as locals, I think. It's all the same. They're going to merge the two very soon, I think. I don't hear much mention of the public or Sydney Watts community notes on the channel anymore. Was there a falling out? No, no, not at all. I just talked to Sid yesterday. We're good. A coffee discount, like a special coffee discount, like 15% uh, off or 20% off instead of normal 10. That could be something. Okay. Cash raffle is a little dicey. Free shipping on Casbrew. <laughs> I'd rather do $20 a month for, for the coffee subscription. Well, that's better too. Yeah. Hey, Rumble Rick. Is there, are there, is there going to be any merging of the people that support monthly on here uh, with the people that are already backing on locals? Because that would be cool. Giveaways, coffee distance. Okay, I can do all those things. Great. I'm willing to do it. 
Now. Sarah Silverman. You know, the woman that saw a construction marker on the ground and thought she was under attack. The woman that hasn't been funny maybe ever uh, and uh, put together that amazing Christmas special that uh, had about a 0.1 rating review score. Her and Seth Rogen put it together. A, a Just a hilarious display of awfulness. Well, Sarah Silverman is getting currently completely devoured by the left. And I think it's an interesting thing to... Uh, you know, I think it's an interesting thing to look at. A lot of these popular celebrities have been touting, courting this very same kind of far left audience for years. For example, YouTuber H3H3 was shocked and appalled to find that a large swath of their followers um, actually hated him for being, you know, hated Jewish people or, or, or were like pro, um, you know, you know, cheering on Hamas. He couldn't believe that. I mean, I knew it. We knew it. You look what a lot of like BLM says about certain groups of people. Sarah Silverman propped up BLM, but they, they, you know, Sarah Silverman was the first to prop BLM up, right? Same with Amy Schumer. Literally, Amy Schumer did. And then BLM posted a celebration of the paraglider event. She posts this on Twitter or uh, Instagram. PSA, there is a very strange thing happening. Many are saying that it's inhumane that Israel is cutting off water and electricity to Gaza. Israel made it pretty simple. Release the hostages and we will turn it back on. Instead of pleading with Hamas to release civilian hostages, which include babies and toddlers, double babies, there are politicians, cough, cough, AOC, calling Israel inhumane. Think about that. The world, imagine a world where you have woke Hollywood celebrities coming out and bashing AOC. Like, the, I, I just never thought I'd see the day. Like these people coming out and going after AOC is is like, you know that's that's friendly fire. You know it's absolutely friendly fire, and it was not not something you would ever expect to see. That's right, not just regular babies, double babies. If that isn't enough for you, Israel does not need to uh, supply Gaza with these resources in all caps which they do for free. Oh, I'm sure those Palestinians who live in you know, the rubble of Gaza that because you, you bomb it every four years, uh, I'm sure they're really thankful. If Hamas didn't spend billions of dollars on, on terror, they would be able to build the infrastructure to support themselves. Whoa! 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 And of course, how do you think that went with her woke fans? Here's a tweet. We've officially reached the they don't actually deserve water and electricity moment in the mainstream discourse. 
100,000 likes. Like, this is... I, I'm not sure that... I'm not sure that, you know, maybe someone can... You know, maybe I'm just wrong about this, of course. You know, I'm new to these topics, but... Um, saying they had billions of dollars to spend, I don't know. Does, you know, does this area have billions of dollars to spend? Sarah Silverman enters a chat as a, as a genocidal maniac supporting starving uh, Palestinian civilians and depriving them of water and electricity. She must have been jealous of Amy Schumer getting all the attention for her warped views. I mean, this is, here's another one. Everyone loves this picture of Sarah Silverman, right? Like, uh, you know, it's, it, you know, it, it's, it, it's interesting to me. So, of course, we have Amy Schumer, classic blackface, right? And then showing that and saying, I would never have in my wildest dreams imagined that Sarah Silverman will have turned out to be a racist Zionist ghoul. It's, 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 I mean, I'm surprised that you're surprised that, you know, you see even just a few days ago, Sarah Silverman says she's quitting the DSA because the group put out a statement that expresses solidarity with Palestine and directly connects the uh, recent behavior to themselves. Essentially, what the bigger picture is here, the more interesting picture is, so many of these like leftist, popular leftist commentators, actors, actresses, they have stood in solidarity with these woke, um, you know, organizations like BLM and all this kind of stuff. When, you know, BLM told you how they felt about Jewish people with their whole chest many times, it shouldn't have been any surprise that they celebrated what happened. They got into bed with all of these uh, weirdos, and now they're like, wait a minute, what? Wait, what? You see, the DSA, of which I was a proud lifelong member, have lost me forever. They posted this 11 hours ago. This is what they felt they needed to post 11, 11 MFing hours ago. If you swipe right, you can see my comment, which they deleted. Over a thousand gone as of now. All the stuff going on. Babies got to bring up the babies. Um, I'm a still I'm still a democratic socialist, like my man Bernie, who also, despite popular understanding, has nothing to do with this effed up, arrogant, ignorant piece of s group. So she won't even leave. You know, she says she's a democratic socialist, but I don't feel this way. I don't like acting this way. But here I am. F you, you're not a real democratic socialist if you sure as heck aren't liberal. The entire leftist like cult is collapsing. Here's uh, this low key. I don't know who this is. Um, oh, they follow me though. Interesting. Maybe I should follow them. Uh, Sarah Silverman shared this genocidal post on Instagram about Gaza. I mean, this is... Uh, you know, not a good day for Sarah Silverman. And, uh, you know, I, a lot of these people, you know, really are figuring it out. 
Sarah Silverman comes out against Hamas, learns the hard way what her party really thinks of Jewish people. Gosh, do you guys think Sarah Silverman finally figured out who the bad guys really are? Seems we are just dragging her for taking time out of her busy schedule of not doing much to crap all over Israel. Looks like she oh, looks like she's changed her tune. Wonder why that is. You see this person, rare Sarah Silverman win. Uh, it's actually funny to watch these people waking up and seeing their bedfellows for who they are. Like they've been sleeping next to a troll for years and finally the spell is worn off. They are literally the we are the baddies meme coming to fruition in real time. You see, Sarah Silverman is about to learn how peaceful, loving, and tolerant her communist pals really are. Sarah Silverman casually, you know, saying, you know, th th she's right. I mean, she, I mean, it's, it's interesting, right? We know we're defending Silverman. We never thought that would happen. Quick, someone go check to see if hell froze over. But, you know, it's, it's, she was completely abandoned by the left. I wonder why that is. You know, like, I never liked Sarah Silverman. I only tolerated her because people told me she was funny. But just like Amy Schumer, she really isn't. And just like Amy, I now have more of a reason to hate her. These are all her people. Maybe she can make another Santa Inc. movie. I could never stomach her. I mean, like, sorry, you didn't figure it out. We're hoping Sarah does not bend the knee and stands fast in her support. I mean, look, she's Jewish, so, you know, her support of this is makes more sense than say a normal you know it's a normal person inserting themselves in a foreign conflict but i do think it's funny for like the whole world to see that you guys were laying right next to each other for all these years and they hated you they hated your country they hated well zionism i suppose um i, I think is the correct if i'm incorrect in using if i'm not using that correctly please don't uh uh, cancel me, but I think that's the word I see most commonly referred to uh, by leftists. And it, it's uh, it's funny to watch everybody turning on each other on the left. And I think it's good. You know, I actually think it's really good. Libs kind of discovering, you know, uh, who they who their friends really are. You wonder if they're actually going to change anything, but. It'll be interesting to watch, nonetheless. This this is a rod of their own making. This is they, they this is the show you helped create. Exact is would be the exact way to look at it. So I'm not going to shed any te tears for Sarah Silverman. By the way, again, thanks everyone for tuning in today. We'll be back tomorrow at noon, so two hours before this. Make sure if you haven't yet, you click that follow button down below the video so you actually get notified. If you haven't downloaded the Rumble app. Make sure you get that so it sends you a notification when I go live. And uh, I've enjoyed today's show. There was a lot to talk about. I need some water because I'm very out of saliva, I guess I would say. So we will uh, see you tomorrow at the exact same time. And we have a special guest, Robert Barnes, who will be here right at noon. So don't be late. Robert Barnes should be a good one. Um.